welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. I hope that's not one of those Mormon books. I hope that's not one of those Mormon books. That's what Shannon Bettis said as she reached down on the sidewalk and picked up what she originally thought was a wallet. You see, Shannon Bettis is... Uh, a financial planner. She used to be called a stockbroker, but they call them financial planners now. And she was really, really good at it. In fact, she was so good at being a financial planner, her success led her to spend more and more time away from her family, from her husband and her daughter. And in fact, her work became more important than her family. And Shannon will tell you that She came home one day and she knew there were problems in her marriage. But she really didn't know what to do about them. So she just worked harder. And she came home one day and her husband said, Shannon, you don't live here anymore. You're no mother to our daughter. You're no wife to me. You're a stockbroker. And that began the end of their marriage. You know, for me, if I heard that about my marriage, I would be shocked into reality. But Shannon says, not me. And so she went out making a life in singlehood. And she poured her life into her business, began running. And she said, I ran every day. If it was sunny, I ran. If it was raining, I ran. I ran if it was cold. I ran if it was hot. And on this morning... She was running, it was raining, early in the morning, and she looked out on the sidewalk, and as she approached approached this, what she thought was a wallet, she reached down and picked it up and saw, it said, New Testament, Palms and Proverbs. And she said to herself, I hope that's not one of those Mormon books. She said, it was pouring down rain, and so I put it into my waistband, and I kept running. When I got home that morning, she... She said, when I got home that morning, I I, um, uh, changed my clothes, I made my coffee, and I sat down at the kitchen table all alone. But not exactly. Because, you see, she found out it was not one of those Mormon books. Instead, it was the New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs that had been put in someone's hands, and somehow or other it ended up on the sidewalk right there in front of Shannon Bettis. You know... Coincidences are a funny thing, aren't they? And she said, I opened up the book and I started reading. And I read and I read and I read. She heard about this man called Jesus, how Jesus loved her, how Jesus loved her enough that he would come down from his place in heaven and hang on a rugged cross for her. She read about her sin problem, that is, her desire to do everything her way. And Shannon says, look, I knew how to do it my way. And she read that God said the wages of sin are death, but I have provided a remedy for sin, and that's Jesus Christ. You know, right there that morning, the Holy Spirit of God began to overflow on Shannon Bettis. And she said, Jesus, if you're real, 
I want to be your child. Will you be my Lord? And she gave her life to Christ right day. You know, that day, you know what happened in heaven? The Bible says that when a lost one comes to Christ, the angels shout for glory. I think the angels were shouting for glory that, that morning as Shannon Bettis went from who she was to the creature that God had called her to be. And you know, I could stop right there and that would be enough. That'd be a great testimony for the power of the Word of God, for the movement of the Holy Spirit. But you see, it doesn't stop there. Because as, as Shannon began to mature in Christ, her ex-husband, in her interactions with him, when they swapped the child, she, he started seeing something different. And one day he said to Shannon, he said, Shannon, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on with you, but whatever it is, I want some of it. And she said, well, let me tell you about it. She took the little book right out of her purse that day and opened the back of it because, you see, in the back of it, we have God's plan for your life. And she led her husband Jesus using that little book that she thought was a Mormon book laying right there on that sidewalk. You know, over time, they become re became reunited. They got remarried. Their daughter came to Christ. She and her husband serve in the, in the children's ministry at their church in Arlington, Texas. Church, can I tell you that testimony is your testimony? You hear it, you say, man, that's good, Dan. That's good, Brother Dan. That's exciting. Can I tell you that's your testimony? Now, you were not there in Texas to place that testament in the hands of that person, whoever perhaps threw it out of the car. I don't know. Perhaps they were walking along and it fell out of their pocket. Maybe they had it in their purse and it fell out of their purse. I don't know how it got on the sidewalk. What I know is that God said, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper whereunto the thing that I send it. You know, why did God send his word? Well, he sent his word for two reasons. One, that you would know Jesus Christ, that there would be an, a letter, an invitation to you to come to Christ. And so as you read the New Testament, you see about the life of Christ and you see that invitation to come. And the New Testament says, no one comes to the Father but by me through Jesus. So first thing is so that you might be a new creature in Christ, but the second reason is so that you might have a manual for living. I believe that everything you need to know about how to live is right here. Because, see, I believe it's true from the front all the way back to the maps. We don't have maps them anymore, not in ours. I just believe it's true. That's why God placed his word. And church, I want to tell you something. When you partner with the Gideons International, what we do is we place the word of God in the traffic lanes of life all around the world in 199 countries, territories, and possessions, placing the word of, the God, word of God into the hands of people that have got to hear about Jesus. And you know where we begin? Right here in Lexington, Kentucky. The Gideons International is an international association of Christian business and professional men and our wives and widows who, whose sole purpose is to see men, women, boys, and girls have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We exist for no other purpose. Some people think that the only thing we do is place the Word of God. Actually, we are huge Bible distributors. Can I tell you this? 
If we were the greatest distributor of scriptures in the world, I mean the greatest, and I believe we're pretty good at it, if people were not coming to Christ, we would be a failure as a ministry. Because, you see, our ministry is about taking the gospel to the world so that people can have a personal relationship with Jesus. We do that through uh, Association of Christian Business and Professional Men and, and their wives and widows for service. Through our personal testimony and our personal work, uh, sometimes we get carried away. I, I get carried away sharing Christ. I'm not the best witnesser, to be honest. We, uh, I used to always be afraid I'd mess it up. Is there anybody out here today that, that's scared to witness because they're afraid they're going to mess it up? You know, I, I used to think, well, look, if I, if I try to share the gospel with somebody and they don't get saved, man, maybe they'll never get saved. I believed that a long time. And God showed me one day, said, you know, Dan, you can't save anybody. You can't save anybody. And if you can't save anybody, you can't lose anybody. Man, I was set free because I'm not shared, scared to share the gospel, to tell someone that Jesus Christ loves them enough that he would come down from heaven and live on this planet and hang on a cross for them so that they could have a personal relationship with him. You see, I'm not scared anymore. Now, am I a great personal witness or No. Do I personally witness? Yes. But you see, before, I was too scared. And the third way that we accomplish our purpose is through the placement of the Word of God in hotels and motels and schools and jails and doctor's offices and lawyer's offices, veterinary offices. If you go into your doctor's office and you see on the, the cabinet there, you see one of these full Bibles like that, that Bible is placed there by our auxiliary, our wives or our widows, who have their own area of distribution uh, in the ministry. And we place the Word of God a uh, little, little over 65 million probably this year. Uh, Pre-COVID, we were a little bit more. We're slowly getting back. Uh, we had the same issues with COVID the rest of the world did uh, because we're all around the world, of course. We were impacted pretty significantly. And so what we did during the two COVID years is we became more intentional about the small areas that we could get in to share the gospel. You might go on the sidewalk at the University of Kentucky, a little college near here, and see some guys that look a little like me. They're not as handsome, of course. And they'll be standing there, and they'll reach out their hand with the future leaders of the world. And they'll say, I have a free gift for you today. And over and over and over, the future leaders of the world will be given the Word of God and over and over at the headquarters in Nashville, we get letters from people who got a testament on a college campus, put it in their drawer, didn't want to have anything to do with it, right? Put it in their drawer, and then the day came when trouble struck in their life, and they didn't know where to turn. But they remember that testament was in their drawer, and they get it out, and what happens? Hebrews 4.12 says, The Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Do you believe that's true? I believe it's true because what happens is they take it out of the drawer in a time that, that their life is in a mess, at a time that things are a wreck, at a time they don't know where the answer to be. But they open up the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit of God draws them nigh. And that's why we place them on college campuses. Maybe you would go into a hotel uh, so often. I travel a lot now, and... So often I go in the hotel, I, I don't check for the remote, I check to make sure there's a Bible there. And if there's not one, I go down to the front desk and I say, look, somebody stole the Bible out of my hotel. 
I want to make sure that the people at the front desk know that the Bible being in the room is important for me as a guest. You know, I'm from uh, just on the other side of Knoxville, and my camp has a responsibility for uh, Sevierville and Pigeon Forge. Uh, maybe you've heard of a little place called Dollywood. We've got uh, a lot of hotels there, 30,000 hotels and um, cabins. We check our hotels there every year, every year, every year, room to room. You say, Brother Dan, how can you do that? Well, we get a team of men in from all around the state, and we have a relationship with the guests, with the managers, and we go into that room and we check that Bible to be sure that this testimony for Jesus Christ is there, for one thing, but that it's not been defaced or damaged. Because, you see, over and over, we hear that people come into those hotel rooms ready to take their own life. They come into those hotel rooms and their life is a wreck. And the Word of God draws them nigh. I want to tell you something today. Jesus Christ is in the saving business every single day. We may stand on the sidewalk of a, of a, in front of a school and place the Word of God into the hands of fifth graders. Maybe we're at a baccalaureate service as people are, or as students are graduating and, and starting a new life. You know, I've got a 16-year-old grandson who, who just got his first job this week at Dollywood. And when he graduates, I'm going to be at his baccalaureate service, and I hope to place one of these New Testaments in his hand and all the other graduates that day. We do that because God's Word will not return void. Can I tell you that even right here in Lexington, there are many homes that do not have the Word of God. See, we don't think that much. Can I just be straight up with you? We don't think there are any homes here where we live where there's no copy of the Word of God. But I want to tell you, the truth is, there are many homes right here in Lexington that do not have the Word of God. We, we go into, onto the sidewalks uh, in Lexington and we place it into the hands of a young person. That testament will go home. And so often what happens is we hear that the mother comes to Christ first. Ladies have a softer heart. The mother comes to Christ first. She often leads her husband to Christ and her whole family becomes Christians. Because somebody in a church like this one gave a dollar and fifty cents, bought one of these scriptures, and then a Gideon stood on that sidewalk one morning or afternoon and placed it in the hands of a young person. You know, I've had the great opportunity to travel around with the ministry around the world with the ministry of the Gideons International in twenty-four countries. But did you know that most Gideons don't? Most Gideons really never go out of their home state. Many do not ever go outside their home county because there is plenty plenty of work to do right here. I'm going to ask you to partner with the Gideons International this morning. I'm not going to be bashful about it. Uh, and the reason why is because my first international trip was Tanzania, Africa. In Tanzania, first, first distribution was in the school, and you know we, had to, we told the students, look, we're going to give you your own copy of the holy book, but they all look exactly the same, same color. And so I want you to open the book up, and I want you to write your name in the front of the book. And that way, if you lay your book down, one of your friends can give you your book back to you. So everybody got that? You know, of course, I was speaking through an interpreter. And I said, okay, well, let's write your name down in the front, front of the book right now. And we'd given them their testaments, you know. 
And I looked at the students, and nobody was writing their names. Now, they had their book, but nobody was writing their names. You see, they weren't writing their names because they had no pencils. They had no pens. They had no paper. They had no books. And I looked down below the desk, and I noticed they had no shoes. You see, in many places around the world where we place the Word of God as your missionary, this is the only book they're going to have in their house. If you only got to have one book in your house, isn't this a good one? Amen? So I want you to participate, partner in the, with us in the ministry of the Gideons International. The first way I'd like you to do this, I'd like you to pray for the ministry. You know, pray that we would continue to be tenacious about taking the gospel to the world, beginning right here at home. Pray that God would give us a hedge of protection as we travel the highways. You know, I travel the highways a lot lot now with my responsibilities for three states in the ministry. But pray that we would continue to do the work faithfully to take the gospel to the world. Some of the places where we work are not the safest places in the world. They're not like Lexington. Perhaps you've heard of a little country called Ukraine. Another one a little bit bigger called Russia. In the news a lot now. Well, we opened Ukraine and Russia in 1989. And we placed about five and a half million scriptures in Russia, about four and a half million in Ukraine. We placed Russian testaments in, in Russia, Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian testaments in Ukraine, the language. Well, when the war started, of course, everybody started fleeing Ukraine. So they're fleeing in this country over to the West. But we don't put Ukrainian testaments there. And so we immediately put a call out to ship 300,000 testaments into the, into the um, refugee camps in, in the western countries. And as primarily the ladies, because mostly it was ladies and their family that were, were leaving Ukraine, as they came in, we placed the Word of God in their hands. I don't know if you saw any of that. You know, it's kind of old history now, right? But, you know, they got into those countries, and really all they had was what they could carry in a bag. They weren't carrying any books. But because you partnered with the Gideons International, the Word of God was placed in their hands. What, what's happening there? In Ukraine, uh, the, most of the men stayed. The, the government said, you can't leave, so they didn't have any option about, about staying. But the business and professional men in Ukraine stayed too. You know why? They couldn't leave. They didn't have any choice. Now, many of their businesses are completely destroyed. I mean, you, you see it on the news. You know, the place is just, just destroyed. But what's happening? Gideons are continuing to witness for Christ in Ukraine. We've started shipping scriptures back into Ukraine. And you know what's happening? People are coming to Christ there. They're doing Bible studies in the basement of their houses for safety. And over and over and over, people are coming to Christ. I believe God is going to use that war in Ukraine to to enlarge the kingdom. And we, as your missionary, are going to be right there to place the Word of God in their hands. What's happening in Russia? Similar thing. Similar thing, because in Russia, except in Russia, we couldn't ship any scriptures. You know, they put an embargo to doing business in Russia. The government did, the United States government. And so we're not able to go into Russia now with scriptures. So all the scriptures that we had in Russia, we're using them up. I don't know how long this war is going to last. I don't know whether we're going to run out there or not. But I will tell you that God's in the saving business in Ukraine and in Russia. So I want you to pray for the ministry. The second thing I'd like you to do is I'd like you to participate in the ministry. Maybe you're a business or professional man, 
and you hear about the Gideon ministry and you're like me, you say, well, man, that, that's something, but I don't want to go to any of those places Dan talked about. Can I tell you this? The ministry of the Gideons International, if you're joined, you will become a closer walker with Jesus. You know why? Because our focus is that we would focus on bringing the gospel to lost people. You know, we're not building up a bunch of big buildings. We got a big ministry serving a big God. Since I became a Gideon uh, at the age of 35, by the way, people sometimes think, you know, younger guys never become Gideons, but, but I became a Gideon at 35 years old. I become a better husband, a better father, a better church member, a better Sunday school teacher. And my walk with Jesus is closer. So maybe you might be thinking today this is for you. If you're not a business or professional man, you'd like to be part of the Gideons International, we've got a program called Friends of the Gideons. It allows you to get, uh, you'll get communication from the Gideons International, stay updated on what's going on. Uh, prayer issues will come out for you. Uh, you'll be able to pray more intentionally for the Gideons International. Of course, there's no cost to that. Um, but what I'd like you to participate. But the other thing I'd like you to do is I'd like you to purchase scriptures today. Now, in my trip to Tanzania, that's what I was telling you earlier, uh, I was in an AIDS ward in Tanzania. I, I you know, it was back in it was 2000, so 23 years ago now. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I knew most of the people that I gave a testament to would not come out of their life. Because back then they didn't. And it really got a hold of me. In fact, I asked one of the other guys to take my spot, and I went out in between two buildings and just wept. I cried out to God, my Father. I said, Lord, why would you bring me to a place like that? Why would you bring me to a place like that? He said, Son, this is not about you. It's not about you. There's two ways you can buy the Word of God through the Gideons International. Back in the corner there, you've got a rack, a display rack, that has uh, what we call Gideon Bible cards in it, uh, where you can use these cards to buy the Word of God in memory of someone. It's pretty simple. You pull out the envelope. There's a donation card there. Write a check to the Gideons International, and for every $5 uh, you give, you'll buy a full Bible that'll place somewhere, be placed somewhere in the traffic lanes of life. You send that card to the person that you're... You're, maybe you're, you're sending a card in memory of someone who's passed. Unfortunately, me, because of my travel calendar, a lot of times I don't get to go to funerals. I buy Bibles in memory of someone. At the close of the service today, we'll have Gideon's back in the back. And, you know, I'd uh, love for you to give to purchase Bibles. Everything you give today would be for the purchase and placement of Scripture somewhere around the world, beginning right here in Lexington. I'm a, I'm a free worker for you. I'm a free missionary for you. I don't get paid. Somebody said, Dan, would you find out how much the president of Gideon's International get paid? Will you look into that? I said, I don't have to look into it. The president of Gideon's International gets paid zero. Because, you see, we are a membership organization, membership-led, and membership-executed. Buck Bucklew um, checked into hotel one night as he did every night, Monday through Friday. Buck was a truck driver, and he drove Monday through Friday, and then he came home Friday night, so he spent the weekend. And Buck says, look, I was a drinker. You know, I pretty much got me a six-pack of beer every day, and I would go into the motel room that night, and I'd drink it really until I went to sleep. One day, I 
go into this hotel room, and I've got my six-pack of beer in this hand, and, and i got my shaving kit, you know, in this hand. And I remember going into the hotel room, Buck says. And I went in there in the, the bathroom, and I unzipped the shaving kit. Don't know why I wasn't going to use it. I don't know why I did that, but I did. I unzipped it. And when I looked inside there, there was a little book like this. He opened the book, and there was a note from his daughter. And he said, Daddy, turn to the back page. I love you. His daughter's name. He turned to the back page, and his daughter had written the verses that if he read them, he would know who Jesus was, why he came, and how Jesus could be his personal Savior. And then she wrote this. Daddy, nobody loves you like Jesus does, not even me. He sat down on the bed and he started reading those verses. And the Holy Spirit of God got a hold of Buck Bucklew. He gave his life to Christ. His wife had been praying for Buck for 18 years that she, he would come to Christ. And it took somebody putting that testament in the hands of his daughter and the Holy Spirit of God coupled with that testament that he would come to Christ. Friends, I want to tell you today, uh, you may have heard these testimonies I've given about how people's lives were changed. And you said, maybe I don't, I don't have that testimony. But you can have that testimony today. In just a few minutes, we're going to have what's called an invitation song. And, and if you've got a decision to make today, I pray you'll make it. Could you say thank you to your pastor? Tell him thank you for tonight to me. Thank you for letting me come and share with you that Jesus is in the saving business every day beginning right here in Lexington. God bless you.